Your attention, please. It be too late to alter course, mateys. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. 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 How do you do? Well, come in. Oh, look at all the people. Your ghost house will be here presently. Chorus, let's put on the show. Your cadaverous pallor. Aloha. Betrays an aura of foreboding. And let's all stay together. Hang on to them hats and glasses. And now, anything's possible at Disneyland. Ladies and gentlemen, remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Well, how do you do? We're back. It's remain seated, please. Remain seated, please. And uh, today, we're here to bring you yet another list. But this is an interesting list um, because it's a list of rides or attractions at Disney parks that we wish we had gone on. And not only wish we'd gone on, we'd never gone on them, and now they're closed. Most of these attractions will have been operating before we were born. Some of them operated while we were alive but never had the chance to experience it. And uh, some of these attractions actually exist at other Disney parks, uh, but we never got to see the original incarnation of them. So with that, let's get started. Robert, what would be your number five ride that is now closed that you wish you went on? My number five would be a ride from Disney California Adventure entitled Superstar Limo. That's in your top five of things you wish you had gone on? Yeah, just because I want to see how horrendously bad it was. That's so funny. I mean, I've seen videos of it, and it was only around for less than a year. Wow, I didn't know that. It opened with the park in February of 2001, and it closed in January 2002. Wow, is that a record? Is that the shortest... I don't attraction know. ever at Disney that was supposed to be around for 10 plus years. Maybe rocket rods. <laughs> for people that don't know or did not experience it, it's where the Monsters, Inc. attraction is right now. And uh, it was the same track layout, pretty much the same ride vehicles. And you would get in a limo and drive around uh, Hollywood and meet famous uh, movie stars and everything. But the movie stars that they had were so bad, like uh, D-class movie stars. <laughs> and it was so corny. You would have a little agent in the screen, and he would tell you, Come on, baby, let's go. you got to make your audition. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And the announcer was so corny whenever you'd see a... Yeah. Uh, a new celebrity. Like, now, he, like he would say, uh, look over there, it's Regis Philbin. That's my final answer. Hold on to your sides, it's funny man Tim Allen. This was basically an ABC commercial you were writing on, it sounds like. Pretty much. It's almost like the Michael Eisner version of the, the great, great movie, movie ride. ride. It did seem like a cheaper version that was much shorter, you know, with uh, the Hollywood Studios version, a uh, great movie ride. You go through classic scenes of movies like Wizard of Oz and Indiana Jones. Here you meet Drew Carey and Jackie Chan. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a blemish, I would say. I never rode on that ride. Yeah, um, you know, I never experienced... Uh, California Adventure at that time. My first time going to California Adventure wasn't until 2003. Well, with that, I'll go ahead and talk about my number five. No, what is your number five? My number five is actually Test Track. 
Test Track uh, was one of those attractions that they were touting a brand new ride system, and you saw the videos online and the commercials and the travel DVDs. Everything was Test Track, Test Track, Test Track. And from 99 to 2012, Test Track operated over at uh, Epcot Center at uh, Walt Disney World, and it was an attraction I never got to go on. And now it's just the Tron ride, isn't it? Well, it's basically. <laughs> You've been on both. I've been on both. It's better now. What? Oh, it is better now. Okay. Yeah. What What's improved, and what What do you miss if you miss anything? Um, well, the thing that was kind of neat about the original test track was the gimmick was you are the test are the test track dummy. They've created a new vehicle, and you're gonna go and take it out on the test track with the possibility of crashing. Right? I mean, there's a crash test. Yeah. At one point, you see there's a car in front of you that has crashed, and the dummies are hanging out. <laughs> and then uh, they say you're gonna do your crash test now, and you go as fast as you can towards a wall. And at the last possible second, the walls split open, and you go uh, oh, outside. Exciting. But um, they had some really neat stuff back then, like you would test uh, different types of terrain. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And you would Brake go th- tests and yeah, steering you'd go th- tests. And, and you'd go through heat and cold. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That stuff I do miss, and that was a little bit better than what's there now. But visually, it's much better now. Got it. So, yeah, I guess the closest thing that we have to that over here is uh, Radiator Springs Racers. Mm-hmm. Um and love the ride vehicle. I was actually surprised at how much of a dark ride Radiator Springs Racers was. Was Test Track like that? Yeah, most of Test Track, then and now, takes place inside the building. Got it. I also hear Radiator Springs Racers is not as fast. Well, that's true, but I I think the reason it's not as fast is because there's just not enough space at California Adventure to oh, so get up that Oh, so Test high. Track is much... When I went to Walt Disney World, they were a few weeks away from testing... And uh, the walls were still up, so we didn't get to go on it. Um, but it's a larger ride. Yeah, the part where you go really fast, like when you're racing at Radiator Springs, is much longer. And you do go what seems like much faster. I'm not sure exactly how fast uh, Radiator Springs goes, but Test Track goes uh, t- to 65 miles an hour. Oh. But, you know, what's funny is is you're in a car... Going 65 miles an hour. You do that every day on the freeway. Why is this so much more exciting? <laughs> well, probably because the Because you're in a convertible. Open. Yeah, you're in a convertible. Uh, I mean, you really feel close to the ground on it. And uh, I guess, you know, in your mind, I guess, uh, you don't anticipate uh, the acceleration speed out of a, a roller coaster type ride. Yeah, by the end of it, when you hit 65 miles an hour, you just feel like you're going so fast, you're going to explode. Wow. Well, they also enhance it with the sound effects and things like that. Well, moving on up, let's go to your number four. Well, it's funny that you picked Test Track right before this, because my number four is what was there before Test Track. Oh, what was that? I didn't even know there was something That was World of Motion. Oh, I did read about World of Motion today. Now, what was that? Was it a ride? It was a slow-moving ride in a in an Omnimover-type vehicle. Oh, neat. And you would go through the history of transportation. It would begin with uh, cavemen, and you could see and they're, like, holding their sore feet because they have to walk <laughs> everywhere. Just animatronics of... Uh, people in a contest on who can create the best wheel so there's a guy with a circle there's a guy with a triangle wheel awesome (laughs) and then it just keeps going you know so it's uh, almost it's almost like spaceship earth but instead of communication it's transportation yes it's very similar to spaceship earth but the history of transportation that sounds great 
Yeah, it's very neat. And then there's a great scene where there's a, a traffic jam and there's like animatronics of everyone just freaking out because everyone's in a car accident. Oh, that's great. Is there video online of this? Yeah, there's a whole ride through online. Oh, I'm going to have to watch this. And uh, that one, it opened with Epcot in 1982 and it closed in 96 to make way for Test Track. Was it, uh, did they close it because of low ridership or because they had this new piece of technology that they couldn't wait to... Well, it was low ridership. I think the sponsor wasn't there anymore and they want Epcot needed a thrill ride. They felt like Epcot didn't have any thrill rides at that time. Sure, sure. The ride closed in 96 uh, to make way for Test Track. But what's interesting is that when World of Motion closed, it was the same time Pirates of the Caribbean was being refurbished at Disneyland to become more politically correct. So lots of those new animatronics that came to Pirates in 1997 came from the World of Motion. At our Disneyland park? They came from Florida or over to Magic Kingdom? Over to Disneyland. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. You'll have to point that out to me next time. Well, they're not in the ride anymore. Oh, well, then never mind. (laughs) It it was, if you remember, from 1997 to 2005, there was a a pirate uh, holding food, and there was a pig and a horse on each side of them. Yeah. And then the two pirates carrying the treasure at the end. Sure. They were all from World of Motion. Oh, neat. You know, World of Motion, it was a great long ride like Spaceship Earth, like 15 minutes long. You can relax and watch all these great scenes. And it was um, the only ride that was designed by Ward Kimball, the great Disney animator. Interesting. It sounds almost like one of those uh, goofy cartoons. Like when you when you describe the traffic jam, you know when like go, a goofy how to drive or something, and he, all the people leaning out the windows like shaking their fists. That's how I imagine it looked. It looked so incredible, and the animatronics looked really good. Like you know, pirates. Right, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's your number four? My number four uh, is also from Epcot Center, and I actually have been in the building for the Foon Wine Festival, uh, but this attraction closed in two thousand seven, and it was called Body Wars. basically star tours through the body so instead of going into the death star and all that all that all those things you would go into the body and it was a uh, motion simulator type ride that one made a that one made my runner-up list really so it closed in 2007 did you ride it uh when you had gone in 2003 i didn't what how Um, did you not do every ride well i just rode tower every day i i assume it was closed when I was there because I would have. Oh. It was it. a seasonal ride. Um, yeah. They closed for the holiday seasons, and they closed January first, two thousand seven, was the final. Uh, well, I was there uh, January two thousand three, so it probably was closed. I did do Cranium Command though, and that was inside that uh, same exhibit, right? I think so. It yeah. was around that area. Wonders of Life Pavilion. But you can now, you could still go inside that building today uh, for the Food and Wine Festival. There's a big theater in the middle of the building. I'm assuming is where Body Wars was, but it's a really nice looking building. It looks like, uh, you know, if you were in the top half of Spaceship Earth and it was more of a greenhouse type of thing. There's skylights and things. It's very pretty in there, but very late 80s, early 90s. And this ride opened in 89, so it makes a lot of sense. Or was it? It wasn't near the land, was it? 
No, no, no. Other side, uh, next to uh, Ener- Ellen's Energy Adventure Commission Space. Yeah. So that ride lasted from 80, not, 89 to 2007, and it sounds neat. I mean, if you look at the pictures online, and I'll put a picture right here on the podcast, it looks like Star Tours. The queue, everything looks like Star Tours. So you go inside of a body, right? Yeah, that, that's what they say online, and uh, that's what I was pitched. What parts of the body? All well, of- that was the thing, is that it was sort of like uh, Mission to Mars, where there was like a tamer version, and a lot of people stopped writing it. Uh, because I mean mission space sorry yes mission space a lot of people just stopped writing i mean it was a walk-on ride after a while while star tours still had lines out the door uh over at hollywood studios um and people i guess were just grossed out by what you saw you see blood science fiction and science fact merge with state-of-the-art simulator technology to propel you on a thrilling ride through the human body uh and that was body wars over at epcot center in florida what robert would be your number three. Number three for me is another ride at Epcot. Boy, can I just say Epcot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the weirdo <laughs> that keeps saying Epcot Center because... No, no, no. I, I mean, kid, my whole list just be Epcot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I want to experience 1980s Epcot. I, Epcot almost is in a state of perpetual 1980s, which I love, but uh, I hear you. My number three is Horizons, which was there before Vision Space. Okay, what was Horizons? I heard about this, but I haven't been on it. I don't know what this Horizons is. was there from 1983 till 1999. It was a ride very similar, again, like Spaceship Earth and World of Motion, but it was about the future. And it would begin with what we thought the future would be hundreds of years ago. It would show uh, Jules Verne and all of his ideas. And sure. I think it, and there was... Uh, what was the, was there a projected year that they were touting? Well, it was going through the history. It would start with uh, like Galileo and all that, and then it would go to modern day and what what we think the future would be like today. Sure. And it would have lots of uh, lots of great effects and animatronics and everything, which I love animatronics, as everyone knows. But the <laughs> but the really neat thing was at the end, you got to pick your final destination at the end of the ride. You could pick if you want your future to be in the desert. In space or in the ocean. Sort of what they do now at the end of uh, Spaceship Earth. Yeah, pretty much. And this is an Omnimover type ride. Sure. And you would pick your destination. They kill the Omnimover ride. <laughs> I know. You would pick your destination, like let's say you picked space, and then you would enter a big room with a giant screen that looked like Soarin' Over California, and it would be like your Omnimover got into a little spaceship and flew up and Neat. landed, and then you would get off. But there were some great effects in the ride, uh, lots of video technology. It was kind of a mix of uh, Spaceship Earth and Soarin' Over California. That's awesome. And some great stuff in there. And this is the only place that this ride existed? It only existed at Epcot. And when did it close? It closed in 1999. It was 83 to 99. It, like, World of Motion, uh, the lines were fading away they mentioned about the locations of those two pavilions were just sort of out of the way for people i guess well i wouldn't say that because it's the same locations as what's test track and mission space yeah i know but you know they kept the the only reason they kept it open as long till 99 and not closing it earlier because they didn't want nothing to be there while while test track was being built they kept it open then once test track opened they closed it 
I read some rumors online that Horizons is the only attraction that was totally demolished where the whole ride building was demolished and rebuilt. So Test Track lives where World of Motion lived. Right. And it's and it looks like the same ride oh. building. And um but they redid uh, the whole building for Horizons to create Mission Space. I also read that the building was falling apart also. But. Wow. So, yeah, Horizons and World of Motion, two attractions that I really wish I could have experienced. And they just seem to be filled with these incredible animatronic characters, really close to Mark Davis-type quality, like Pirates and Haunted Mansion. Everything was just laid out so perfectly and whimsical and... It's too bad that they couldn't survive. And what's your number three? My number three is um, Rocket to the Moon uh, from Tomorrowland here at Disneyland. Ignition. Rocket to the Moon opened in 1955 and closed in 75 uh, because we'd gone to the moon and no one was excited about that anymore. So they did a little update to it and uh, renamed it Mission to Mars. And uh, that ride stuck around until about 1992. But you did experience Mission to Mars, right? I don't think I did. Really? I have no recollection of this ride. Uh, The closest I got to anything like that theater, and I thought it would jog my memory, is the Stitch ride at uh, Magic Kingdom. Mm. Uh, That was a Mission to Mars type ride, right? It's similar as your the theater is. I mean, yeah, but I it didn't jog any memories for me. I was not like, oh, you don't remember the pre-show at all with all the animatronics? No. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. I'm not old enough for Rocket to the Moon, but uh, at one point, I don't know when they added all the animatronic, the animatronic pre-show, uh, was very similar, I think, to Mission to Mars. But, uh, I, you know, back then with Mission to Mars, I remember being so bored by it. But I know today... Really? Yeah. But I know today I would just love that ride, and just, especially the pre-show with all the animatronics. Yeah. I would have loved it. And now that, that building houses... Uh, uh, pizza port, right? That's right. And I mean, there's there's not even inkling of like, oh, this is where this used to be, or this queue used to be, or anything like that. I but, wish, uh, I, I wish, Vision to Mars, or or whatever you want to do, some sort of attraction like that was still there. It's not even that good a pizza. I like the pizza a lot, but I mean, what a cool ride system! Even the Stitch ride is nothing like. I mean, sitting around a screen and the screen kind of shows—that's super innovative. And there's no theme park attraction like that anymore. That's right. There would be a screen. You yeah. You basically sat around a screen in the center of the room and basically sort of the floor, right? Right, and there'd be one above you, so you could see where you're going. Right. Yeah. And uh, and you would rocket off to the moon, and you never actually landed on the moon. You just sort of went to the to the backside of it and came back. I remember when it was Mission to Mars. I was awfully scared when you would take off. Really, man, I wish I had been on that. I can't believe I don't remember it. How did I not go on this attraction? What year did Mission to Mars? Ninety two. Ninety two. Can you believe I was in second grade? I have some home movies actually. Of, really, uh, I have to see them. Uh, it doesn't have the ride, but it has the pre-show. I would love to see it. I'll Absolutely, would love to see it. What's your number two? Number two, I'm positive this has made your list. Adventure through inner space. Automobiles approaching snowflake specimen. All phases stand by to verify resolving power. Your attention, please. This is the tracking procedure of an adventure through inner space. Number two is adventure through inner space? All right, tell me why it's your number two. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's... uh, 
It's up there. It's close to number hey, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> First is the worst, second is the best. Go ahead. Uh, Adventure Through Winter Space is a famous attraction that was at Disneyland from 1967 to 1985. Some some sites have said 86. There's a chance I could have been on it when I was one years old, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, me too. But yeah. I I don't remember it. Um, I mean, it just seems like such an incredible dark ride. You have that amazing queue where you see the mighty microscope, a giant microscope, and you see people in their Omnimovers go into the microscope and you see them shrink right in front of you. It's really... Uh, that used to... I, I've heard that it scared the crap out of my mom. Yeah. It's, like, well, it scared everyone. And yeah. Then, and then when you would actually get on the ride, you just enter all this blackness and you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it just scared so many people. And then you have that great narration by Paul Fries. They will be our only source of contact once you have passed beyond the limits of normal magnification. 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 Uh, yeah, so people that don't know about this ride, you would... Uh, First of all, it's where Star Tours is now. It closed it, and it, it was replaced by Star Tours. It encapsulated probably three times the amount of space that Star Tours encapsulates. It took up a, a... It had a big footprint. You know, you would enter, you would go on your Omnimover and go through the mighty microscope and you would shrink down and you would enter a snowflake and see... All the atoms and all the you know that you make your way towards the nucleus and and you'd only you just get smaller and smaller as the ride went on. You'd get smaller and smaller, and uh, the premise was the Paul Fries narration. He was the first person to make this journey, and you're listening to his wave thoughts. Oh, uh, <laughs> from when he first went, and then all of a sudden things start getting crazy and. All these molecules start moving very fast, which could only mean one thing. The snowflake is melting, melting, melting. And that that is what uh, when you start getting bigger again. Yeah, you got to make your way back because you don't want to become nothing. It, it's just such, it sounds like such an incredible ride. And unfortunately, you can't even really There's tell no what it's like. There's no good video of yeah. it online. Somebody created a... Uh, a 3D model ride through that uh, is kind of fun to watch, but it's just not the same. Yeah, it was it was so dark in there that you you couldn't really film it back then. And that great song by the Sherman Brothers was that actually in the ride or was that after the ride? No, it was just part of the ride. It was part of the experience. Miracles from molecules around us everywhere. There are miracles from molecules. And Monsanto brought us that ride. The only thing that Monsanto ever did that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it closed in 85, 86 and made way for Star Tours. That's right. And uh, the Star Tours video had the Mighty Microscope in it. That's right. Is it, it in the It is in the current version oh. of Star Tours. Where is it? Um, not every time, but when I think when you go through the Death Star, you can see it. Got it. And that is Adventure Through Winter Space. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is um, Carousel Progress, but the Carousel Progress that was at Disneyland. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And that Carousel Progress opened at Disneyland after the World's Fair. Um, in 1967, and unfortunately, Walt never got to see it finally installed. It opened with the new Tomorrowland 
1967, and it really only lasted a little bit of time. Uh, it closed in uh, 73 to make room for America Sings, which is another ride I wish I had seen. Um, and I was around for. Don't remember it. When did America Sings close? America Sings closed in 88. Oh, and yeah, uh, I don't remember America Sings. Either. The only thing I remember is the big closed sun and my sister telling me, yeah, somebody died in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the person died during Carousel Progress or America Sings? I think America Sings, but okay. I think it was right when it opened. Got it. So it didn't close because someone died. Right. But uh, yeah, the original Carousel of Progress, what was so different about it? It was housed in the Interventions building. The Interventions building was built specifically for this ride. Um, it was a huge, if you've been, if you haven't been on it in Florida, it is just a huge spinning theater. Everything takes place in the center and the stage doesn't move anywhere. The seats literally move around you and the theater seats, maybe 150 people and you go through five scenes, but at Disneyland, now you'll have to answer this for me if you know, uh, at Disneyland, Act 5 took place on the second floor. How did that work? I'm not sure about that. They talk about, that. well, they say that Act 5, which is Progress City, takes place on the second floor. I think that was a walkthrough thing. Got it. So that was my question. So you get off the ride, go upstairs, right. and see the Progress City, which you can now see that model at Walt Disney World uh, if you ride on the People Mover. But, uh, yeah, gosh, I wish I had seen it here at Disneyland. That was the original. And Carousel of Progress at Disneyland rotated the opposite way. That's right. I saw a video of it. It was blowing my mind. I was like, whoa, what's happening? But it was a different show also than the one that came to Disney World. Oh, really? Yeah, the uh, original Carousel of Progress. We mentioned this, I think, in the the top five songs. The voice, Rex Allen. Yes. uh, He was the original voice for... Carousel of Progress and Disneyland, but it was a new voice when they moved it to Tomorrowland. I mean, to Disney World. Sure. And um, I think the most of the scenes were fairly similar, but the scene of today was updated. Yeah. When it went to Florida. Yeah, Disneyland. It was sometime beyond 1967. But what was interesting is they uh, hear um, Father talks about uh, that the television console is more than just a TV set; has a built-in videotape recorder. And man, how how before their time were they? Like that's mm. Tomorrowland. We don't have it. What, there's no like hope for the future in Tomorrowland today. <laughs> Carousel of Progress left it open for you to do nothing but talk about the future. All Interventions is is a big commercial. The most futuristic attraction in Tomorrowland at Disneyland is Captain EO. That's right, Captain EO. What's your number one, Robert? My number one is Mind Train Through Nature's Wonderland. Oh, man, that should have been up on my list. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the little mining town of Rainbow Ridge, the gateway to nature's wonderland. I didn't even put that in my list. Wow, what a cool ride. So is this both our number one? Sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, for those that aren't in the loop david's original number one was adventure through winter space which was my number two so now we're both going to talk about mind train through nature's wonderland pretty much those two are the two that we really want to experience and you can still see some carcass remnants of that ride uh laying around Frontierland. that's true when you walk through the big thunder trail area you'll see a little cave with a train track going through it and that was part of nature's wonderland and um, that was the scene where the train would come out of a cave and there'd be bears in the water below you. And Nature's Wonderland, it opened at Disneyland in 1960, but it was actually 
an expansion of an older Disneyland ride called Rainbow Caverns, mm-hmm. which opened in 1956. And it closed in 1977 to make way for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which I love Big Thunder Mountain. Man, I can't wait for that to come back. Mind Train Through Nature's Wonderland seems incredible. And, you know, the closest thing we have to it today is the Calico Mine Ride at uh, Knott's Berry Farm, which I love. Yeah, that's a great ride. And the Mind Train Through Nature's Wonderland, it had a great narration. It was the same voice that does the safety spiel at uh, Big Thunder Mountain. You know. The guy that says, hang on to them hats and lashes, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. <laughs> My favorite line, I think, was... Uh, them other two foals, they call the twin sisters. Reckon that's because they're always babbling. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, of course, the most famous part, which I'm sure was amazing, was when you would enter Rainbow Caverns. You'd go inside a cave, and it was all black lit and looked incredible i've only seen pictures i mean there might be some uh some video out there but again that's something that was very hard to film back then yeah but it just seemed so neat and then there's um there's a scene of uh fighting stags and they would have their horns locked and they'd be uh you'd be fighting now and- was this all behind so we see that cave that goes through into an area that's nothing now i mean there's an entire area there for an attraction. Well, all that was part of it, and the whole Big Thunder area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, with the fighting stags, there was uh, speculation as to what side of the train were they on. Were they on the right side or the left side? And everyone seems to remember them being on the left side. But recently, at D23, Tony Baxter played some rare footage, and the footage had the stags on the right side. Interesting. Why did everybody misremember it? Well, because they did change it after the first year or two to the left side. And the reason that they changed it was because from the right side, the mules up above could see them. Because there was a ride where you could ride mules, and the mules could see them. And they were not comfortable seeing these giant animals (laughs) fighting. So they had to move them out of sight. Awesome. That's so funny. I really like seeing the video of the rocks spinning on top of the other rocks. I don't know where I where else I've seen that in my life, but I feel like I've seen that in real life. In real life? In real not not like happening out in the nature, but <laughs> like I feel like I've seen that effect before. Where where would I have seen a rock spinning like that? I don't know. I've seen that in some footage of that ride before. I like that effect. It, it looks so familiar to me. Yeah, and then uh, that was part of the original yeah. uh, one, I believe. And then in 1960, Mark Davis added his uh, humor to it. I think that's when they added all the cactus. Uh, yeah. They made it seem like the desert was coming alive and these different cactuses were becoming human-like and they had faces and arms. And in 1979, it turned into Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. They needed another thrill ride since uh, maybe they had to balance out the park since they had yeah. Matterhorn in the center Space Mountain on the right. They need something on the left. Why not? And it's a great ride. Love Big Thunder. Yeah, and thankfully, Big Thunder was able to save the little mining town of Rainbow Ridge, which was part of Nature's Wonderland. And uh, with this refurb that they're doing right now, everyone was worried that they were getting rid of the little mining town. If you remember on Big Thunder Mountain, when you... When the ride ends, there's all these little buildings and you could hear people inside, like a little cowboy village. That's something that's very special because there's a lot of history to it because it was part of Nature's Wonderland. And everyone was worried that with this refurbishment that they were getting rid of it. They didn't get rid of it. They did demolish it all and rebuild it from scratch because the buildings were 
deteriorating yeah. and falling apart. But it still, you know, it looks just like it did before, just cleaned Have up. You poked your eye through to take a look? Oh, well, I've seen a couple pictures online. But. Got it. Well, cool. Well, that's our top five uh, overlapping a little bit. Um, Did you have any runner-ups? Or did we mention them? uh, Circle Vision. um, I really wanted to see um, America the Beautiful. You never saw that? I I feel like I sort of remember it, but uh, maybe not. Um, What about you? Um, What do you you have for some runners-up? Well, we talked about some of our runner-ups. America Sings, Body Wars, then there's Journey into Imagination. Yeah, that now that was one that I'd asked you about before we started the list. Um, and recently, I came across an article that talked about how the ride was edited um, recently because I wrote on it and I enjoyed it, but I didn't understand the fascination with Figment. So I did a little googling and I dis- and I discovered that there's like two or three rooms missing from this ride. They rerouted the track. And now the ride's shorter than it ever was, so I'm wondering if all those rooms I'm missing are what what it is that sells Figment. Well, it's not just that. The whole ride is different. I mean, uh, the main character was the Dreamfinder back Oh, yeah. See, I, I, yeah, I know nothing about it. I just know Eric Idle. Yeah, there's no Dreamfinder anymore or anything, and... Well, let's tell and, people, so so Journey into Imagination is a ride at Epcot, and Figment is the purple dragon that you've seen probably pins of at Disneyland if you've never been to Walt Disney World. And if you go to Walt Disney World, I mean, Figment is next to the orange bird is just the biggest thing. Yeah, well, I think Figment's bigger than the orange bird. Yeah. Figment is, uh, it's an icon of Disney World, of Epcot, but it's because of the old Journey into Imagination, not this right. current version. I never got to experience the old There was version. some talk at D23 about that attraction specifically, right? And the Dream Finder, I thought. Well, there was lots of stuff at D23 about that. And again, with uh, when Tony Baxter showed all the rare footage, he they did a ride-through of the original Journey, through oh. Journey to Imagination. Is that online now? Yeah. Oh, neat. Um, the only other thing that I have on my list of runner-ups isn't a ride, but a uh, a uh, dinner show, the Tahitian Terrace. Oh. The Tahitian Terrace, to my surprise, was open until the late 90s. What? But I never experienced it. Man. And I'm so upset that I never I did. I wonder if I did. I'll have to ask my parents. Uh, I'll have to ask my parents if I wrote on any of the things I thought I should have. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we go on Rocket to the Moon or Mission <laughs> to Mars? What's going on with this? I don't Did know. I experience America the Beautiful? <laughs> I wonder if they remember. Yeah. Well, wh- why don't we uh, go over our top five again? What was your Okay, five? so number five was Test Track, followed by Body Wars. Number three was Rocket to the Moon slash Mission to Mars. Number two was Carousel of Progress slash America Sings. And my number one was uh, Adventure Through Inner Space. And uh, all of which are now closed. <laughs> and your, your top five, Robert. My top five, again, was Superstar Limo, World of Motion, Horizons, Adventure Through Inner Space, and Mind Train Through Nature's Wonderland. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring it on home and uh, talk about some Disneyland news. Man, it's, uh, we're kicked into full swing of Halloween time now at Disneyland. Uh, we've got all the pumpkins up and about. Starbucks is just about to open on Main Street. 
But one of the best things that I was excited about was the 13th year of Haunted Mansion Holiday. Haunted Mansion Holiday. <laughs> I feel like every podcast we talk about Haunted Mansion Holiday. We should just call it the Haunted Mansion Holiday Podcast. Should um, we give away some spoilers? Why not? If it's a spoiler, go ahead and fast forward about five minutes. All right. So uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday is back for its 13th season, and there are some changes. The first change you will notice is a big banner across the uh, front of the mansion that mentions... Uh, 13 something. It's the 13th year. 13 yeah. frightfully fun seasons or something That's right, like that. That's right, yeah. And then uh, when you enter the stretching room, now when you look above you, there's a huge stained glass window. Really, it's a video projection. And after uh, the room stretches, the glass breaks, and you see Jack Skellington up there in the rafters, and he says, Happy Halloween, everybody. And, uh, and then but it's, he- a, it's an animated uh, Jack Skellington, and he sort of peers down into the room and... Right, he's uh, it's all it's all a, a video. Yeah, and then afterwards uh, they have a video of the hanging corpse up there. Yeah, it's a neat effect. I I would hate it if it was in the regular mansion all year. But, <laughs> I knew you would. But it's uh, it's neat for the haunted mansion holiday. It is. Did you notice that before the glass breaks, you see Oogie Boogie's face break into the glass? I thought it was just a pumpkin face, but yeah, you see a face. That yeah, it was glass. really neat. And then once you get- and the spider, did you see the spider crawl across the glass before uh, before even the face? Yeah, that really freaked me out. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> when you exit, you go into the uh, changing portrait room, and now the first portrait that you see is uh, Santa Claus with his reindeer, and then it changes into Jack Skellington with his skeleton reindeer with Zero at the head, but now Zero comes to life and he leaves the painting. Oh, did, I did missed this. Did you not this. see this? No. This is the best effect they did. I oh, man. It. He leaves the painting and he goes into every other painting. And whenever he enters another painting, that's when it changes. And then he and he interacts with it. Like he oh, goes... Oh, that's incredible. Uh, there's the, like the next one after that is a snowman. Yeah. And then when he gets into the painting, it turns into a bunch of pumpkins and he goes inside the pumpkins and he lights it from the inside with his nose. Oh, neat. Then he leaves and goes to the Haunted Mansion. And no, we were being pushed. It wasn't very crowded when we went. We got pushed uh, past all this stuff. That was the best. That sounds fact. incredible. Yeah. What else? Uh, the, there's the new gingerbread house. Love the gingerbread house. Now, here's my question. Do you think the doors are going to open for each of the days? And is it going to count down to Halloween or Christmas? I have to think they will open, and I would assume they would count down to Christmas. Because I don't think they would do it every day. I think they'd do it every week. But yeah, the Gingerbread House. Yeah, Gingerbread House counting down 13 days. It's huge. It's way up to the second floor. Yeah, I think it's the biggest one they've ever done. It looks huge. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Oh. But uh, yeah, there it is. They changed some things this year for uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday, and I think they're great. I mean, if you're at Walt Disney World, if you are listening to us from Florida, make an effort to come out here uh, to see Haunted Mansion Holiday if you haven't seen it yet. I noticed when we were in Florida, everybody was like, oh, you guys have Haunted Mansion Holiday. I said, yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, you should come out and see it. Like, it was like they were tied to Florida. It was like, what are you doing? Like, we're out here seeing you guys come on over. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a tough decision, though, because they, you know, you want to see the real Haunted Mansion also, but you want to see Haunted Mansion Holiday as well. I would say if you'd been thinking about it, it's early enough in the season. Make some plans. November, it's going to be dead. Just plan on it. Come out. You got a month and a half. Book some plane tickets. It's probably going to be the best time. I would say midweek in November between yeah. Halloween and Christmas. Early November. Yeah. Give it a shot. Um, what else? What? Uh, Starbucks and Main Street is going to be opening soon. What? Do you, how do you feel about Starbucks opening in Disneyland? 
I don't mind it. Me neither. Why is everybody so angry? I'm super excited. They, they're doing it very classy, just like they did at California Adventure. You know what I'm really excited about? Starbucks as a company is using this new uh, this new bakery that's uh, based out of San Francisco. And uh, they stopped selling the pumpkin scone that I get every year. But the Starbucks at California Adventure has the pumpkin. They have all the old Starbucks baked goods, which I'm very excited about. And I hope they keep it for a while. Well, that's... Um, so every morning before work, you're going to have to go to I'll just drive down to Anaheim, yeah, and then uh, pick up my pumpkin scone. It nice. might be open by the time Sweet. you hear this podcast. Oh, very exciting. And you can see some of the, the design drawings over at uh, Blue Sky Cellar at California Avenger. That's true. And uh, moving on to some other news yes. about Blue Sky Cellar. Blue yes. Blue Sky Cellar will be gone soon. No. Why? Because Disney hasn't released any new plans. Yeah. So they're going to close it for a while until something Just shut gets it. released. Just shutter it. Oh. Why don't they put... They should put a Yesterland exhibit, and they should just... Superstar limo? Oh, my God. Not not that you can ride on, but yeah, like have some sort of like design plans for rides that aren't around anymore. That would be neat. Or like, or put the... What's it called? The Journey into Ima- Imagineering Pavilion, like a miniature one in there. Yeah, we should have something. Other news over at Disney California Adventure, at the Mad Tea Party, they are doing Halloween. Uh, it's decorated to be a little Halloweeny. It's not really much, just like some weird black uh, sheets hanging up, you know. No, no, not black sheets. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I must say, the last set is pretty exciting. They do Rocky Horror and Thriller, and it's it's very neat. And all the dancers come out, and they add is all- every set different. Uh, each set is different, but it's the same four sets each Got it. time they do it. But uh, during the third set, they sing This is Halloween from Nightmare Before oh, Christmas. That's fun. By far the best part is Thriller. Oh, cool. I did have the uh, the pumpkin, what was it, the pumpkin fritters? I did too. Um, they were pretty good. I had the dipping sauce with it, and that like put it over the edge for me a little bit. Yeah, the dipping sauce I could do without. The pumpkin fritters were really good. My only problem with the ones I had were they weren't hot enough. Oh, mine were really warm. Okay, okay. got it. And then, you know, they also have right now for Halloween the Dia de los Muertos area, which they have every year, which yeah. is fun to see. And there's Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, which is the fun. Ha- uh, Halloween tree. The Halloween tree and uh, pumpkins everywhere. Yeah. Pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins in the uh, hub. Yeah. Then uh, last week when I was there, last Sunday, it was Tiki Day. So there were tons of people dressed in uh, like Hawaiian Aloha shirts. shirts. Oh. Yeah. All tiki'd out. Oh, that's fun. I wish I knew about that. Did you notice they took a tree out? Uh, I did. And now you can see the tiki room a lot better. I do. I But I liked it better with the tree. There was lots of neat things hanging in that tree. These really neat lamps. and Yeah. And then uh, my wife and I went for our second anniversary, went and ate at the Napa Rose. Have you ever eaten at the Napa Rose? No. The Napa Rose is probably my favorite restaurant on the planet Earth. You have to request the chef's table. You don't order from the menu. You get the tasting menu, but directly from the chef. He'll sit there and talk to you and ask you, oh, what do you like? What don't you like? What flavors do you like? And all that stuff. And he will custom make a menu for you. It's not on the menu. It's completely a la carte. It's exactly what he thinks that you will like. And he will nail it, I promise you. 
Um, and what's the price tag on that? Oh, gosh. I don't know. But you're going to go anticipate spending $100 to $150 per person. Per person? Per person. You can't go. You, you cannot eat at the Napa. I'm sorry. You cannot eat at the Napa Rose without expecting to pay $350. This is a five-star restaurant. It is not a Disney restaurant. It's a Disney restaurant in terms that it's on the property. It is Disney themed. They will have a hidden Mickey somewhere on your plate and things like that. But it is a five-star luxury fine dining restaurant and they have perfected it. It's incredible. It's just an incredible. And sitting there, you get this huge respect for how they operate a kitchen. You're sitting right there at the kitchen and you watch them make the food. There's no way to eat at that restaurant without sitting at the chef's table. Another piece of news that's going on, uh, lots of news about Club 33. Yeah. Uh, that little area, Court of Angels, where all, where those steps are, that little quiet area in New Orleans gone Square. Into Yesterland? It will be closed and be part of club 33 now it, uh, now are you not going to be able to go over there or are they just moving the door over there well you can't go over there and they're moving the door over why wouldn't you be able to go into the court of well, angels well the club 33 members can well, why because they are moving the entrance to club 33 to where that christmas shop is now uh -huh. you will enter there and then you'll go through that back exit and then yeah. the court of angels is the waiting room Oh, the Court of Angels will turn into an interior. No, it'll be still be exterior, but there'll be... Uh, but no public access. No public access. Where the main entrance is yeah, right now, they're the going to put up uh, big doors, like stained glass doors that you can't get through. So you can't see it. That's terrible. It is How terrible. How long is the refurbishment going to take, do you think? Oh, I'm not sure. I think probably close to a year or something. Jeez. Well, it is unfortunate, but uh, what are you going to do? Times is tough. I don't know. The yeah. how, how are times tough for Club 33? That doesn't even make sense. You know, they're opening up this whole jazz club thing. and that, I'm excited for that. Yeah, but we're never going to be able to get to go to it. Oh, right, because it's going to be, you can get into Club 33, but it does not mean you can get into the jazz club, right? Yeah, if you know a Club 33 member that gets you tickets to go to Club 33, fine, but you still can't get into the jazz club. You have to actually be with the member. Oh, that's fine. But who do we know that's a member? All right, well, uh, our top five favorite rides, a ton of Disneyland news this week. That's going to wrap it up for us this week on Remain Seated, please. Be sure to post what your five rides are that you wish you could have gotten. Yeah, I'd love to know. I'd love to know. I mean, I found out about two rides, Horizons and uh, World of Motion. Two incredible rides. If you haven't found, check them out. I'm um, sure. I'm sure. Even a lot of our younger listeners, they've never been on People Mover or oh, Skyway yeah. buckets. I want to thank Yesterland.com. Uh, if you don't know Yesterland.com, Yesterland.com is full of uh, attractions, Disney attractions that are now closed, with as much information as they can find on it. Publicity photos, stills, video if they have it, stuff like that. Not only for Disney parks, Knott's Berry Farm, and things like that. It's an incredible resource. I used it to do my research uh, today for my top five, and uh, it's just a really fun read if you want to fall down a rabbit hole of Disney history. Um, and please visit us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at Remain Seated Please. We're on Twitter, Remain Seated Pulse. Uh, RemainSeatedPlease.com is the blog and the home of our podcast. And you can pretty much find anywhere we are online for, through there. Right? Anything else to add? Nope. All right. Well, for Remain Seated Please, I'm David. And I'm Robert. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. <laughs>